Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. I'm to groove with Groby, with the all-time great and one of only two men to run for more than 1,700 yards and pass for more than 4,000 in their UA career. Ben takes it, cuts inside to the 10 to the 5, his score, touchdown. Quinn Groby, showing the great athletic ability, did it. His way. Current Razorback broadcast analyst, Quinn Grovey. Groovin' with Grovey is brought to you by Petty Gene Meats, bringing you the best smoked meats for over four generations. Ask for Petty Gene Meats and taste the difference. All right, let's bring him in. Hi, Quinn. How are you? What's up, fellas? How are y'all? We're good. Manny's? Petty's? Yes? No? Maybe? What do you think? Oh, absolutely. Thank absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yes. Figured that. Absolutely. Did you? Uh, I love, I love pedicures for sure. I, I'll do a manicure uh, every now and then because I like the little hand massage and all that kind of stuff. I, but as far as adding polish, yeah, that that ain't my thing, you know. But you know, it seems to be a, a thing nowadays. But not my thing. But I can sit in that chair and get that manicure or that pedicure. Uh, I can do, I can do that, you know, every other week. Did you and get him as a player? I, I love. Uh, back then, I really didn't know anything about pedicure, and I didn't have any pedicure money, you know. So, uh, but now, now that I can go get a pedicure, uh, it's it's one of those things where I uh, enjoy it. And I know KJ, uh, he does that. We're actually going to do an interview. Uh, uh, I ain't gonna say that. Uh, we're, we're we're talking about doing an interview uh, in a pedicure chair uh, soon. So we'll see if that happens or if it comes to fruition. But. Okay. Uh, but he does not uh, paint his nails. I was with him yesterday. We did a film room session, and, uh, yeah, he, he doesn't paint them, but he does like to uh, get a pedicure and a manicure, so I can't fault a man for doing that. I used to think it was weird, Yep. but once once I sat in that and had that hot water, and, and then they, they brought out that little salt and started rubbing up and down my legs, and I was like, yeah, bro, I'm in. I am in. <laughs> the uh, all-time greatest interview location, Quinn, and I would appreciate watching you do an interview with KJ in a pedicure chair. But the Paul Eels interview with uh, Coach Sutton in a hot tub is still the all-timer. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, you know, I hadn't seen that. I've heard about it. But that, that's classic. Dude. I mean, that's two legends right there in the hot tub. And uh, I, I don't know. if it's, Is it still out there somewhere? I mean, can you find it? Yeah, I'm sure that uh, the folks over at the Prior Center have it. Just ring up Randy Dixon. He can get you a copy of it. It's okay. It was classic. All right. Yeah. So, last week, I mean, look, things went great, and that's a boy. That's a good way to get it out, uh, get out of that three-game losing streak, especially with an extra week to marinate on it. What impressed you the most about the win? Uh, well, first of all, uh, I'm gonna go with third down converts. Twelve of fifteen. I thought Arkansas's offense was really, really good. I thought KJ was really good in third and long. And when we did the film room yesterday, that's what we talked about: third and long. And uh, how he's progressing, uh, working in the middle of the field, those types of things, and how him and his receivers are starting to come come together. So I was I was really impressed with that because you had to keep scoring, and if you didn't keep scoring, uh, you want to give the ball back to Darren Hall, and you know that that could have put you in a in a in a tough spot. But you know when they got that ten point lead, finding a way to sustain that keep it, and then actually hit the gas pedal towards the end was really, really uh, impressive. 
Uh, Rocket again was impressive, even though he set out, you know, most of the third quarter because of fumbling. I was impressed with A.J. Green coming in and really kind of holding down the fort for a little while. Uh, he had 11 carries for 51 yards. I thought he was he was solid, and I was I was really impressed with Matt Landers coming out. Mm-hmm. You know, eight catches for 99 yards, three touchdowns. So it was good to see him. But K.J. was really good with five touchdowns, uh, 29 of 40. Um, and he made play after play on third down to sustain drives that allowed Arkansas to keep the football. But defensively, I was, I was, impressed. You know, I, I was impressed with Hudson Clark. I mean, I thought he did a nice job uh, at the safety position. He played just about every snap, uh, whether it was corner or safety. Uh, I, I really like him at the safety position because he can see things and, and, and continue to back up so people can't get behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I mean, being SEC co-defensive player of the week, that's, that's hard for a defensive back when you – I mean, no, normally it's going to be a defensive lineman or a linebacker or something like that. But for him to have 11 tackles in the secondary – that means they were in your secondary. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. If you don't make those tackles, that could be a problem. And so, uh, yeah, he did a he did a very nice job. But they allowed BYU to really, I mean, go after him again in the passing game. I mean, they had two guys with, you know, Epps had 125 yards, uh, and Puka Nakua was a thorn in their side the entire time. He had 141 yards receiving and was killing them on the on the jet sweeps, but. Arkansas found a way to get a game in a, uh, in a tough environment, and to me, that was really the most impressive thing. That was that was a beautiful setting, uh, but and that's tough to go out of conference at that time, at that point in time of your schedule. But they went out there and did it, even though they needed that rest, they they couldn't get the rest, and so now they take care of BYU and they move on. Uh, this has been a slow week for them, and I think they'll be ready for the stretch run. It's got to be one of the latest out of conference road games Arkansas has had. I can't remember one that late in the season. It's been a while. Uh, I, yeah, I yeah, I, I can't think of somebody to be like, no, I last year they did. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and you know, and and that's that's one of those two where we thought that uh, you know BYU and Arkansas could have been like a top ten matchup. Yeah. But you know, two weeks later or three weeks later, now it's not. But it was still a big game for mm-hmm. both those teams. Yeah. As they tried to uh, position themselves for for a bowl eligibility. You know, everybody's looking for a mental advantage from a coaching standpoint, and Coach Pittman did something that would be sort of thought of as the opposite of that to me. A couple of weeks ago, he talked about how badly they needed an off week, and I just don't see coaches talk about that until they get to the off week typically. But I think, you know, he outlined this week a little bit more on the teleconference some of the deals, the issues they've been dealing with. Hazelwood's banged up. And he talked about bumper pool, and, and, you know, we've had some people critical of his play the last couple of weeks. I don't think people realize that he's been playing hurt, and we were, I was kind of admonishing yeah. people, including us. I mean, before you're real critical, make sure you know the whole story. And they don't give injury reports, and so we don't really always know the whole story. But it makes a lot more sense. This guy doesn't go from being the all-time tackler to missing plays we expect him to make for no reason. There's obviously more to the story, and I'm assuming he, as much as anybody, will appreciate this week off. Yeah, no, there's there's no doubt about it. Give, giving Bump some time will be critical uh, for him, his body, and being able to, to be really effective down the stretch. You know, over the last couple of games, we really just hadn't seen much of him. I mean, in the first, first couple of games, he was all over the place making things happen. But still, from an offensive coordinator standpoint, when you have a guy that's played as many snaps as Bumper Pools, you know that he's going to be in the right spot. He's, he's going to force you to do some things. He may not make the tackle the way he's feeling right now, but he's going to force you to, 
uh, you know, outside and get to somebody else and what have you. So always having an 80% bumper, in my opinion, is, is, is really, really better than, you know, some of the other linemen. Now, Poo Paul has been great, too, so mm-hmm. he's coming along. But uh, I'm a bumper fan. He's playing hard. And uh, you're right. I mean, he is he's in pain. And so hopefully this week will be really, really good for him. Uh, where we can get back to uh, uh, doing what we did the first couple games. Because when I look at this schedule down the stretch, I don't know if there's anybody that has a potent passing game that can really take advantage of the deficiencies that Arkansas has had in the secondary. And, uh, I mean, maybe, I mean, you know, Ole Miss is, is a team that says they want to throw it, but they want to run it. Uh, LSU is not going to be a team that can do it. Maybe Liberty can't. Liberty is a team that's probably going to try to throw it uh, all over the yard. But I think the, the the remaining teams on the schedule is tailor-made for Arkansas's defense in regards to they want to run the football, and we'll we'll get back into our base base front and be able to stop the run, and, and Drew will be able to start um, you know creating havoc again back on the pass rush. And, I think defensively, you're going to see this team get really, really uh, solid down the stretch, and we know what this offense is doing with KJ. So, I, I think they're, I think they're ready to go. And I'm not being a homer when I say this. I do believe that they can run the table um, um, at, at uh, with the rest of the games they have on their schedule. Quinn, does BYU have a bad defense, or did Arkansas make them look bad? Uh, you know, I think I, I thought going into that game, we were going to have a speed advantage. Uh, I thought we were going to have a size advantage, even though they had some big guys. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, BYU has given up a lot. I mean, teams have run the football on them, and that's what we were able to do. And then uh, we were able to get the passing game clicking. So I think if, if, if I had to choose one side or the other, I would say Arkansas made them look bad, uh, just simply because of their side size, speed, uh, and having K.J. back really making some critical throws. But I will say they pushed Arkansas to a lot of third and long. But Arkansas was able to convert. And uh, that's the thing that, to me, that's most impressive because, like I said, you go 12-15, that's really ridiculous. Hmm. And uh, But I I think it's Arkansas's offense. Quinn, you've seen South Carolina. You've seen Texas A&M. This weekend A&M plays at South Carolina. Who do you like in that game? Uh, I like South Carolina, I think. I, I, I need to go back and take a look at it a little bit more. I'm not a big Haynes King guy, um, even though he played a great game against Alabama. And neither is Jimbo, I don't uh, think, but, but you're stuck with him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's some talk of them playing that's the true right. freshman this week. I, I don't buy yeah, it. You don't play right. the true freshman on the road at South Carolina in a night game, I wouldn't think. Yeah, that would be uh, that'd be very difficult for, for that, that true freshman. There's no doubt about it, but... You know, you may get to the point where I think that if, if South, I mean, excuse me, A&M is struggling and they get to the last four games, you may see them play that guy just so they can play and give him some experience and then still preserve a, a year for him. But, uh, you know, when you're paying Jimbo that kind of money, you can't, and it's your fifth year, you can't wait on next year. Because, you know, they, they, them, them old men can get together and, and come up with $90 million real fast. But, uh, I, I I just don't you know I know A and M played a solid game versus Alabama. I think a lot of it was because they were they they got a chance to play Milrow, who was more of a runner, and they couldn't really get explosive in the passing game. But 
I, I just don't know. I mean, you know, Spencer Rattler, he's coming along. They got a big win against Kentucky, but the quarterback had to be out there for that to happen. So right now, I, I'm going to go with South Carolina in that game. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the spread is, I don't, but I'm a, I, I think South Carolina – at home versus A&M, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough chore for A&M. Jimbo better find a way to win. Mm-hmm. He's about to lose his third oh, straight game. He's never lost three straight games at A&M. He's never lost to South Carolina. He's never lost A&M's never lost South Carolina. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. You, you, he, he better. I, I, I'm telling you, they in them board meeting uh, board meeting rooms <laughs> and, and the college station talking about some stuff now. I, I say, anybody got seventeen million laying around? They don't need <laughs> or whatever the buyout is. Seventy million? I don't know what it is. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, Quinn, real quick before we let you go, uh, I want to thank you again for being there last week. I think everybody that came had a great time listening to you and uh, yeah. sharing your story with you on Growing Up Groby. And I've had a few people since then ask yeah. me. How can I see it now? How can they see it? Is it available anywhere? Uh, yeah, you can you can watch it right now at uh, watch.yearview.com. Uh, it's, it's Cox Sports Television Streaming Service. Okay. Uh, so you can watch it there for free. Um, but hopefully we'll have it on Paul's Plus really, really soon. But i got to say thank you to you because I tell you what, I – yeah, I never know what my emotions going to be after I watch that, and I put you in a bad spot because I cried for the, the entire time, and so I know that's tough for you to have to deal with that. Because uh, I thought I was going to get up there and be like a filmmaker and talk about you know everything that happened and how we went through the entire process, and and then I get up there and at the end and I see my mom and and our picture, and I'm just uh, I, every time you ask me a question, I was just like. And I just say two or three words before I start crying. Hmm. I mean, that's just really where I was at. And you did a great job of uh, handling me and, and bringing me back. Uh, I didn't give him any type of information worth a damn because I was in a, in a bad spot. But at the end of the day, it was authentic. It was true. And, uh, I mean, that's just kind of how it is. I had, You had to take deal with the bad on that thing. I think you did a great job, honestly. I didn't know whether to come over and hug you or high-five you or what or just leave you alone. We just let you do your thing. But once once we got you going, it was fine. It was good. I thought you did a good job, and it actually was pretty insightful. Do you know Quinn's old nickname was Killer? Did you know that, Quinn? No. Yeah, that's right. Back in the day, in uh, Pee Wee, man, he wasn't to be trifled with. Hmm. Imagine, imagine Quinn being the biggest dude on the field. He's a bad man. Yeah, that's right. He's putting on him. So, uh, well, there you go. All right, Quinn, I appreciate you, buddy. Thanks so much for the insight on that, and uh, thanks for your insight on the Hogs. And we'll catch up next week. You ready to talk about Auburn? Okay, fellas. We'll see you later. All right, enjoy it. Thanks.